Welcome back to Dairy Public Radio. Reporting from the basement of the Dairy Civic Center, this is Joshua Kahn with your news. In entertainment, a company from Topeka has officially opened their telekinesis theme park in Chamberlain. Attractions include Powerline Hopscotch, an escape room based on the Chamberlain High Gymnasium, and a bar and grill complete with themed drink specials like the Bloody Carry, which is a Bloody Mary served with a tampon garnish. Attendees at the grand opening have said, The park is a real shock, but you'll get burnt out fast. This is Dairy Public Radio. This is Dairy Public Radio. Long days and pleasant nights, constant readers. Welcome to episode three of Dairy Public Radio. It's me, Ben Graham, here with my co-host, Joshua Kahn. How's it going, everybody? And CM Alexander. Hello, everyone. And uh, we just finished watching Carrie, Woo. the 1976 classic, directed by Brian De Palma, starring Sissy Spacek. You guys can jump in. You any already, you already have subs. You're just gonna keep rattling off the IMDb. <laughs> I spent the entire movie on the IMDb page, so I am ready. Awesome. Uh, That's perfect. Good movie. I liked it. Yeah. Um. I I was the only one that had never seen this movie. Right. Yes. Yep. Not so, bad. Yeah. The, yeah. The, your first impression. Very seventies. Yes. Yeah. Very seventies. Opening credits. Bush. <laughs> Which is uh, was a I, surprise. Always a pleasant surprise. <laughs> can I can I just share the first note I made? Please. Yes. What an erotic movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one word I would use to describe God. Carrie. It's erotica. The 1970s, really a golden age for pubic hair. Huh? <laughs> Perfect. Good times. <laughs> I, I feel like they were trying to trick the audience, like, you guys know what kind of movie this is. Sexy teenagers. <laughs> right. Sexy romantic comedy kind of thing. It's Porky's, but everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I wish that it was that. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Okay. A, a version of this movie that... The first 90% is a wacky <laughs> high school sex comedy. Yeah. And then at the very last minute, everyone gets burned down. <laughs> everyone dies. So where do we start? Uh, well, since you were the, the person who's watched it for the first time, the uh, question I have for you is... What did you think about the ending? I'm jumping all the way to the end you for, a very specific, uh, for a specific reason. Because it's very different from the book. And iconic. Like, I've never seen the movie, but of course I have seen the end of Carrie. Because if you've seen pop culture in Mm -hmm. the past, uh, what, 40 years, you know the ending of Carrie. I loved it. There are so many points that felt very true to the book, but the points that strayed from the book were just so much better. I thought the prom scene extremely well directed, very cool. I love the split screen, but the end of Margaret White was pretty spectacular. Did you get the payoff that you were really wanting when we <laughs> when we were reading the book talking yes. about that scene? <laughs> and I've thought about that a lot in the past week or so. Uh, my 
strange bloodlust reaction to the end of the book. I'm like, <laughs> what? Wow, I, I've really dug deep into my own personality and said, what? What? What's wrong with me? <laughs> Uh, but seeing the end uh, of the movie really was uh, pretty satisfying and visually very striking. The allusion to St. Sebastian and the arrows and being impaled by kitchen implements. Pretty pretty good. Even blunt ones. Oh. <laughs> Which is the, probably the most aggressive part of that scene. That that was rough. Was it like a, a pie or a cake? It's like a, 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 a spatula of some sort. Yeah, that's uh, what it looks like. <laughs> So, I'm going to not, I won't be able to use my baking utensils the same after that. <laughs> you just look at them. I could kill someone with this if I had telekinesis. <laughs> that means I can move things with my mind, mama. <laughs> <laughs> that accent, uh, moving, we, we discussed this when we were watching the movie, that uh, they moved the location from Maine to North Carolina. North least. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Bates, North Carolina. Even. Oh, I think I was being a smartass oh (laughs) so i think they were cashing in on psycho so they changed the name of the high school to bates high and there was something else that was bates wasn't it the pig processing oh yeah so i don't know if that was was also the town i i wouldn't be surprised i mean i guess and they basically used the psycho riff like three or four times Mm -hmm. which i thought was a weird choice Well, I believe, uh, as I said, I spent most of the movie, like I do most movies, on the IMDb trivia section, and apparently the composer for the movie was supposed to be the guy that composed the music for Psycho, but then he died, like, right before production, and so they had to get someone else, and Brian De Palma was like, I need something really distinct for the portions of the movie where Carrie uses her powers and he did not realize until after he had chosen it that he had chosen the psycho music <laughs> and uh so yeah they Perfect. use they use uh the the psycho re 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 noise <laughs> uh pretty heavily uh can we talk about the casting of john travolta <laughs> yes please <laughs> and the oh. and the and just the character of billy nolan in the this movie compared to in the did, book ben did you like billy this time around holy shit <laughs> okay he's just so happy-go-lucky and having a good time just a goofball who's cool with murdering and slapping chicks but he does not like to be called a shithead i no. do I think it's hilarious that John Travolta decided to just play uh, Vinny Barbarino from Welcome Back, Cotter uh, <laughs> in this movie. It's so goofy and unmenacing, like anti-menacing. I hated it. It was <laughs> the most jarring thing to be like, oh, this dark character that ran down dogs with his car and, hey, oh, don't call me a dumb shit. I'm, I'm fucking John Travolta. <laughs> Get out of my movie, John Travolta. It seemed like he was in a different movie. And yeah. it, I felt yes. like when he and Chris were in the car and they were driving and she's giving him crap and he's just being goofy and then he slaps her and it seemed like... I really felt like, oh, in this moment, John Travolta remembered the character he was supposed to be. And he's like, oh, crap. Uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to slap her. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Wait, he's like, oh, right. I'm acting. I'm, I'm a bad guy. Um, it, It's in retrospect, it's weird casting because this was his first movie he was ever in. 
Oh, it was his first. Yeah. Uh, He was actually playing Vinnie Barbarino in Welcome Back, Cotter at the time of this movie. He apparently came to auditions in his Vinnie Barbarino costume. Oh my god. So so, uh, maybe it made sense back then, but Mm -hmm. now it's, I just could not take him seriously at all. But it could have been worse. Um, I mentioned while we were watching the movie that there was some crazy goof arounds with the casting of this movie. First of all, the casting call for the movie Carrie was a shared casting call with another movie that came out in the same year. And that movie was Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. What? What? John, or not John Travolta, the guy that played Tommy, who is fantastic, Mm -hmm. uh, and also like 40 years old, apparently, (laughs) originally came to the audition to read for Luke Skywalker. Wow. I I could see him as Luke Skywalker. Does that mean we could have gotten Mark Hamill as Tommy Ross? (laughs) That Uh, that means there's a chance that could have happened. I would have also liked that. I would have seen both of those movies. There was apparently a rumor that Sissy Spacek was originally cast as Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher had been cast as Carrie. I'd watch that. Uh, You know, I... I think Sissy Spacek did such an amazing, creepy job. I Mm -hmm. really can't picture anybody else, which is, we'll get to the other movies. Her eyes are so crazy. She, even in the scenes where she's happy-go-lucky and having fun at the prom, she has the craziest smile. There's tension the whole time. Mm -hmm. She just got a bad case of crazy face. Right. So, speaking of prom... Uh, compared to Carrie in the book at prom, I found Carrie in the movie at prom very underwhelming. Yes, I was, agreed. Like, I the the note that I made was that she it doesn't it just doesn't have the same effect. Like she's being just less weird. Where in the book, like you really see her, like it's like she's fully come out of her mm-hmm. shell by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Even though she's like you know nervous, she she's so much more outgoing. In this, she's still just barely goes further like she she's reaching but she doesn't really get anywhere and the, i thought that yeah. was a, a a weird choice the only reach was that she showed up yeah to prom yeah yeah and she i did miss that too seeing her real personality and that she's just this witty cool teenage girl mm-hmm. yeah and I, just, I felt that was kind of lacking like you don't feel the it's it's not as tragic when it happens to her because she ha- you haven't seen that growth you haven't seen what she could really be like and it's still i mean it's still tragic mm. and so weird in this movie in the movie that everybody's like they're under the stage and sue snell's behind the yeah. stuff like they just shoved everybody into the one set piece and then there's that weird no dialogue section that lasts for about 10 years where there's close-ups of hands shaking on the rope and people being pulled away and and uh, John Travolta drinking a beer under a <laughs> stage. I think. Do you think that maybe Sissy was so subdued because she, like the actress, was feeling nauseous from all the platform spinning? That could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that platform spinning was unnerving. Another was scene so that dizzy. goes on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Tommy and Carrie dancing at the prom and um, spinning for five minutes. Right. Well, because nobody... The the thing, I didn't realize they were on a spinning platform, but my brain could not register. Like, 
I'm not trying to brag, but I've slow danced before. <laughs> um, not trying to call anybody out, but I've I've done it. We all I've know slow you can danced. Dance, right. I've slow danced with a girl before Ooh. at a dance. Sure. <laughs> Don't sound so dismissive yeah. about that. Sure. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um. But I'm like, brain is like. You don't, that's not, that's not the speed you go when you slow, that's not, that's not the speed with which you turn in a slow dance in, in any time I've ever slow danced, because it's just so smooth and they, it's so, so fast and the camera dolling around them is significantly faster. So you're trying to contrast the two different speeds and their speed is unreasonable in and of itself. Yeah, it's a... You see, it's a great choice in <laughs> filmmaking, showing the disorientation that Carrie felt being whisked away into a magical world. That's my uh, film critic. Yeah, for, for those of you listening, it's you can't see, but suddenly a thing of cognac was produced <laughs> in Ben's hand, and he was wearing a, a smoking I, jacket. I always record in a smoking jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys miss the like the interviews and sort of that um, other side of the story that we got in the book that we didn't have in the movie. The movie was very straightforward. Obviously, that doesn't work as well on film as it does on paper, but I found myself kind of missing that and wishing that there was some either, you know, internal monologue or something. It really, uh, I, I think uh, the biggest problem with missing that is Sue Snell felt severely underdeveloped as a character yes nowhere near as as interesting you didn't get her motivation really Mm -hmm. as much as you did in the book she was kind of a she was just kind of there well the conversation literally goes hey would you do anything for me take carrie to prom cut to next scene and i think the only (laughs) the only time i saw them unless i missed it making up for that was when miss d or miss collins Collins. they called her in the movie yeah was grilling Sue and Tommy about taking Carrie. Like, what's your real plan? What's going on here? Hands I was, down, I was thinking, scene. okay, that's. I did kind love of that scene. Up for that. <laughs> that's that is the whole reason I loved Tommy as a character for that scene. The scene is uh, Miss Collins um, did asking Sue, "What? Why are you doing this? What? What are you gaining from this?" And the entire scene, Tommy is sitting between them. <laughs> doing the most teenage boy thing of just being like but don't look at me i'm just doing what my girlfriend says like just real great real great character acting i loved it it, acting 101 man acting is reacting and he reacted the fuck out of that scene (laughs) well he's like 40 he's probably been in a lot of movies (laughs) but it's just that great of like every time sue speaks up he's like oh yeah totally we're gonna do this and then miss collins says something and he's like but oh yeah i guess Okay. He just stuck in that middle part, and he just <laughs> killed it. I, was, I loved it. Speaking of Tommy, did I forget something in the book? Did Tommy write poetry in the book? Was that was that a thing? Because no. there's a scene in the movie in which uh, this weird-ass literary teacher reads a poem that apparently Tommy wrote, and um, Carrie says it's beautiful. And it's also a thing in um, something we will get to later, that that Tommy is like an aspiring poet, and I just didn't remember that from the book. This also it also comes up in the remake, which we'll talk about after this. Which am is I weird. the only one that didn't didn't get more Tommy poetry? 
in my homework. Yeah, I think so. You're the only one. But yeah, I thought that was a weird choice that like it's it's not in the book. And I think they haven't they have an English class together. Yeah, that's the class they have together. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, in the book. That and so that's really right. the the only reason to to add because also there there's interactions with that you know that teacher being mm. a jerk that isn't in the book. Yeah. Uh. Well. Overall, do we have a, a rating we'd want to get give the movie? Because I really enjoyed it. We can give it a rating if you want. I mean, I <laughs> is it blue chambray shirt? Blue, blue sh- <laughs> yeah, more blue chambray shirt. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, maybe uh, since it's a movie, we would change it to Stephen King cameos. Something else. That <laughs> is, Which, uh, um, where? Where were you, King? Yeah, you really dropped the ball on this one. Not showing up. <laughs> Oh, uh, he, he wasn't the the well known, much loved sure. megastar that he we could all know have and been, love today. He could have been filling in with those time. other sixty year olds at prom. Yeah, he could have been a teenager. Yeah, the quote teenagers <laughs> that were fi- extras for for the prom. There were, looked like there were more teaching staff than students at the prom. Yeah. Well, I I would definitely give the movie uh, a solid five because I I loved it. I didn't realize that uh, both Sissy Spacek and uh, the woman, I cannot remember her name, that played her mother, were both nominated for Oscars for yeah. their performances. Really? Yeah. They, Lock- gave, I, they gave great performances. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, out of five, I, I'd give it a four. I really like it. The The downside, the only reason it's less than is because, uh, and I think in, in any telling of Carrie, when you lose the, the internal monologues mm-hmm. and things like that, they're are moments the story just kind of drags mm. because as we've we just especially just getting done reading the book all yeah. of that internal monologue's pretty fresh in my head so i could fill in most of the blanks when there's those pauses and i could be like oh i kind of i kind of know what they're going for but I, when i first the first time i watched it i hadn't read the book mm-hmm. and it was just weird choices of dead space and there were a couple other scenes that i noticed there was just like this weird hanging on this dead space too long and i was like, why aren't we moving on? <laughs> the movie's only, like, 90 minutes. So, I mean, I understand that maybe they were, like, stretching for time a little bit. Yeah. But it just, there were some weird choices. Yeah. I would give it a four for the same reason. I think if I had not read the book first, I'd probably give it a five. Mm-hmm. But, and that's always pretty much going to be my response book True. to movie because I do usually prefer the books. I, I understand many of the choices they made and I think that the actors, with the exception of John Travolta, who didn't do a bad job just was not in the right movie I think they all did an amazing job. So yeah, four. That is a great way. He did a great job just not in the right movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, so in addition to watching Carrie, this is odd that Carrie is the first movie, the first book and movie we're doing it also is like the most diverse as far as the uh, the other media about it. So uh, we all decided to take on homework and watch the other Carrie movies. So I'm going to kick things off. I watched the remake of Carrie. 2000, what, 13, 14? Something like that, yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't look at the IMDb while I was watching it then. <laughs> I'm really on. bad with like years and... Mm. things like that i don't pay i don't pay attention to to it most of the time and so i watched the remake and it was really good like especially after reading the book Mm -hmm. there are so many little things that are that kind of fan service that i thought it did really really right Mm. so for instance uh the sue snell tommy ross conversation 
that like really brings like the the desire for that plan is so well done and they even you know uh the actor who plays tommy even does the whole thing like i kicked a kid in the side once he's being a dick (laughs) <laughs> like they, they like they bring like those little like those little endearing things about Tommy Ward that you first start to like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they put in those little details. I do love details. that he beat the shit out of that guy. <laughs> just yeah, just kicked what him a, while he was down. What a cool dude. <laughs> what did that sad silly bitch ever do to you? Like as the counterbalance to the <laughs> I'm being nice, but what's going on? And the the actor I I'm terrible. I should have remembered the actor's names Meh. from from the movie. But the actor who played Tommy Ross is uh, so endearing that like he he's just got like that cool like cool guy charisma that effortless and that's kind of how they describe Tommy Ross that he mm. is the effortless cool guy he just is uh, and there's also a scene in their literature class where they were all reading poems and Carrie read something out of uh, out of the Bible and the teacher not only is like winking at one of the high school students in the front row and like making like sexy faces back and forth with her which is creepy Gross. but he also like starts making fun of carrie's choice and tommy does the same thing where he's like you know shut up would you say oh shucks mm. like does that that like play it off and then they they reference that when he asks her to prom and is like uh, why did you want to take me to prom? And in this one, it's like, cause she, he's like, cause you, cause you liked my poem, even though I didn't write it. <laughs> and in in the remake, he's like, I liked your poem. I thought it was great. Like that's kind of like they they yeah. brought in those little things, and the uh, actors who play uh, Chris and Billy were so hateable. They were just, mm-hmm. and, and that's another thing that's... With, in the original. Like I don't like them in the movie, but. Mm. They're they, not as yeah. vicious. They, they make you feel goofy. nothing, kind of. Yeah, like, eh. yeah. So they're goofy, hiding under the stage. Mm-hmm. But they are cutthroat and terrifying. That speech about like this is uh, felony, like your mm-hmm. ass will go to jail. That like speech is in the remake. And like I said, some they picked just such good moments of dialogue that are almost word for word from the book. That were like my favorite back and forths while reading it were transplanted into this remake. And I thought that that was like all those choices were so good. Cool. And Julianne Moore plays Margaret. And that was what I was gonna ask about. Yeah, because a mm. I fucking love Julianne. Love Moore. me some Julianne Moore. She is fantastic. And I mean, she's Margaret's the like really I think the linchpin of the uh, uh, Carrie. Like mm. you have to have a good Margaret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they do little things like where uh, like they show Margaret like uh, cutting herself a little bit or like scratching Mm -hmm. herself really hard in other instances and then seeing her hit herself when Carrie's trying to talk to her and like talk her down Uh, and obviously because it's a remake they could do much better things with the special effects like sliding her out of the room Mm -hmm. and all that so all those little developmental things instead of in the original movie where the special effects are she falls down yeah (laughs) she falls onto a bed (laughs) and is like frozen in fear Uh, so they do a lot of that stuff really well and uh, the thing that I think is one of the coolest nods to the book is as we discussed the, the ending of the original is not how the book ends. Well, it's very much the same thing with, uh, with the remake of Carrie that, um, instead of the house imploding, mm-hmm. they're, they're still in the house, 
but it the rocks and boulders start raining from the sky See, and they that's cool. tear the house down. That's interesting because I thought that that's how they were going to end the original movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. are rocks going to come down? Yeah. Well, I thought that it was, was like the 70s. <laughs> they, they, made they would have had to actually throw giant rocks at Probably what house. they were able to do. Yeah, uh, and in the uh, the prom scene, one of my my favorite things the uh, the actress who plays Miss Dar- Miss uh, Desjardins. Um, Is that how you pronounce it? I think so, Miss D. Miss Collins. Yeah, yeah, Miss Collins. <laughs> uh, except for they actually call her Miss Desjardins yeah. in mm-hmm. in the remake. Um, you think Carrie's gonna? go for her and she grabs her like telekinetically by the throat and lifts her up and is choking her and as she's holding her up in the air is when she brings the lights down into the wet floor of the gym electrifying and killing everybody and starting the fire and then throws her out and throws so she throws misty out of the room and like saves her I like that. Yeah, I yeah. thought like it was a super cool choice, yeah. and especially in the in um and again the the actress who plays Miss Dejardine, she's in so much stuff, and she's so talented. Um, I gotta look this up. She's uh yeah she's really great, and she's very humanizing in that role, and you can tell she really cares. She does slap the shit out of Carrie at the beginning, because hmm. uh, you can't let that go. Mm-hmm. But it was a just a really endearing character, and it just made it all the better. I thought so. The remake uh, was definitely uh, a huge positive experience. Oh, it was How, Judy Greer. Judy Greer, Judy Greer. Thank you. Yes. How Judy would Greer's you fantastic. rate the remake? The remake, uh, I would. I'd say that was five. Nice. Five. I'll have to shirts. go check that out. Yes. Yeah, me too. I think I've seen it, but it's been a while. So. Yeah. So that's my my thoughts on the Carrie remake. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And uh, CM, your homework was uh, Carrie two. The carrying. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling it the raging. <laughs> and I can't remember if it's carry to the rage or if I yes. did that. That in my sounds head. right. It is okay. carry to the rage. Yes, this is. I like is... the carrying. <laughs> this was a 1999 movie. It opens kind of interesting. Um, someone is just painting the inside of their living room red. And they're painting over just everything. They come across a lamp, gets painted red. Curtains, red. And then the red paint is dripping down the walls onto all of these religious figurines. This is kind of a a nod to the original story and how religious mm. Margaret, Margaret White was. The movie um, focuses around this child named... Oh, son of a bitch. Carrie? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rachel, I think? I don't know. I wrote it down somewhere. (laughs) And her friend commits suicide. And she finds out that she committed suicide because this group of jocks, who are also like 40 somehow, (laughs) have created this game where they sleep with girls and then they assign points to each other, depending on the person that they sleep with so she finds out she's been raided essentially and this guy doesn't like her she jumps off the roof of the school during school Mm. in the middle of everything it was really an intense scene our main character though is really neat she's not awkward she's kind of a goth actually which maybe that was like the late 90s version of awkward but she's pretty well adjusted she's in foster a foster home but her foster parents seem like dicks but she otherwise is just getting by there was one scene though I almost stopped watching the movie because she has a dog and it's the dog that was with her as a kid the only thing she has from her life and the dog gets hit by a car Mm -hmm. and I I wrote like in these big 
terrifying letters the dog and <laughs> only thing she has and i said to the empty room because i was watching it by myself if the dog dies i'm done i'm not watching it. <laughs> that is it that's what the, i call it <laughs> the dog does not die but she does end up forming a relationship with one of the jocks like the nice jock the one who's like you the, guys the this is kind of yeah the tommy this isn't really right what we're doing yeah so it was really interesting i did the you had mentioned josh that the characters of um, Billy and Chris were really horrible people. The jocks in this movie are the worst. And they the catalyst of Rachel losing it and killing everybody, she's at a house party with all the seniors. And she and the, the nice jock had made it. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to them, it was taped. And then that was shown at the party. So they lure her into the party oh. by pretending to be her friend. And then they're showing her having sex, like Ooh, on all these fuck. huge screens in this this house, and I just kept thinking, that is child pornography. Yo, they god, are yeah. all going to oh jail. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, it's really horrible. It's really bad, and so yeah, she loses it, kills everybody. I think we kind of talked about that iconic scene. I think a lot of people are familiar. She has this <laughs> this tattoo and it has like vines and thorns and that starts the heart on the tattoo starts like beating and then the thorns just sort of spread over her body and she's the best kill scene was the like the spear through the guy's groin. The harpoon through the testicles. Yeah. Um, oh god, it's so brutal. The actress who plays Susan Snell in the original plays herself in Carrie 2 and she's a school counselor. I think we talked about that earlier. How did you how did you feel did that now that it, like watching Carrie now and then having just seen Carrie 2, how does that that transition feel to you? I liked it. Mm-hmm. It worked. I dug it. Did it, it seemed like it seemed believable for the character? Yes, especially not having Sue, you know, I am Sue Snell that, you know, mm-hmm. the chapters in her book that it seemed to make more sense. Like, oh yeah, I, I can kind of see how that would happen. Now, I, I have a question. Is Sue Snell the only connection? Like, is this Rachel no. girl related I'm to about Carrie? to get to that. Oh, okay. Ooh. My apologies. Yes. <laughs> you hold your horses bad enough. Um, <laughs> so we find out that Rachel's dad is Ralph White. And I want to talk oh, to you guys shit. about that. Boom! I want to talk to you about that. So Ralph is her dad. She was born three years after Carrie and her mom died. If she's a, a senior hmm. in high school, it's 1999. So how did Ralph have her? <laughs> well, okay. Wasn't he dead? So, well, because they got in, the insurance the, money. In the books, or in the books, in the book, he's dead. Yeah. He he died. In the movie he ran that we just yeah. watched, uh, there's a scene where Margaret is saying, uh, raving and Carrie says, says, he ran away, Mama. He ran away with another yeah. woman. Everyone knows that. And it was just this delusion yeah. that Margaret had that he he died or whatever. She that seemed super weird. That, that was one of the things that I made a note of. Like, that's a weird choice to make a distinction between the mm-hmm. book to, to movie that he ran out on them as opposed to died. Yeah, so that that was the only thing I didn't like. I was like, this math doesn't add up for me. I don't approve. Because I was thinking, well, we hadn't watched the movie yet. So I was just thinking about the book. And then the final thing that I will add, uh, Sue Snell does die horrifically. I did not see it coming. What? Yes. Spoiler. She's 
she goes to the house because she's trying to find Rachel and, and stop what's about to happen. And she's looking through the, the people and some kid is trying to run out. And Rachel like spears this kid's head through the door. Whoa. And you just see it. It just impales her right through the face. Whoa. Mm-hmm. And because she's such like this nostalgic character, she's mm-hmm. you know always been there. You don't see that coming, or at least I didn't. I was like, oh man. And it sounds like she was kind of the Miss Desjardins or Miss Collins analog. Yeah. And so like unlike in the the remake where Carrie makes a point to save her, like that's kind of because she kills the tragedy. shit out of her in the original. Yeah, it cuts her in half. She dies hard. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that design, pretty... like, breaks down like. Like chops her through the middle. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Um. So, uh, uh oh, rating. Oh, what do yes. you, What did you think of it? I would give it five. It was. Really? I'd seen it when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I remembered. I wasn't sure that I liked it, but watching it again, it's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. It holds up pretty well. Special effects aren't bad. They didn't draw me out of the movie in any way. But yeah, five stars. Oh. Check it and out. It deserves five stars for the oldest brother from Home Improvement getting his nutsack shot off. <laughs> uh, it, it, is, it is literally so. I saw He's that movie. He's the only when teenager in that movie, except for the <laughs> ladies. I saw that movie when it came out, and that's literally the only scene I remember from from watching it all those years ago. <laughs> is the fact that you see his dick get shot off with a harpoon gun? He definitely at real deserves close that. range. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to check that one out, yeah. guys. I'm going to have to watch it again. And uh, honestly, hearing you guys talk about these, I am uh, uh, kind of jealous <laughs> that you guys got to watch these because uh, my homework... I cannot wait for this. I, uh, while doing some research uh, for our first few episodes, I discovered something I had not known. I'm, I, I'm a bit of a theater nerd in real life. I uh, love musicals, and uh, I did not realize that uh, at some point in the 80s, there was a Broadway adaptation (laughs) called Carrie the Musical. Yes! Uh, The production lasted five performances (laughs) before it was closed, and it is apparently widely known as one of the biggest flops in Broadway history. Wow. Uh, There's a Broadway historian wrote a book called Never Since Carrie or something like that. Uh, A a History of Broadway Flops. (laughs) Oh my god. And uh, being a theater nerd, the second I heard that, I'm like, I have to see this. I I have to see Carrie the Musical. That's insane. (laughs) Did it pay off? Well, (laughs) (laughs) interestingly enough, uh, I went, and if you go to YouTube... There are quite a few recordings of live performances of Carrie the Musical. And uh, I I tried watching a... They did a revival uh, in the mid-2000s, I think, in New York that didn't last very long. Sure. And uh, I, I tried watching that, but the quality wasn't super good. So the version I watched was a performance done in Seattle. I want to preface this by saying the people in this performance did quite well. The production was a production. (laughs) (laughs) I I do not want to be needlessly mean to uh, fellow theater people. So I want to say 
good job to the people that performed in the Seattle production of Carrie the Musical. That said, the play itself is not good. <laughs> we, we've talked about the movies made a bunch of kind of weird, weird choices, differences from the source material that for, by and large, work. Like uh, the, the ending of the movie, uh, for instance, being so drastically different, but being really good. In fact, Stephen King has come out and said, I like the ending of this movie way better than the ending of my book. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. Some of the changes that were made for the musical, equally strange, <laughs> not as good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish everyone could also see Ben's face. Right. <laughs> I... Uh, oh, I enjoyed watching this 100%. I'm not going to lie. But the music, Carrie has uh, uh, her first big solo number at the beginning of the show. The The lyrics don't so much hit at, um, oh, I've been bullied. Oh, I'm being tortured. It's um, her saying, one day they're going to remember who I am. I'm Carrie. Oh, God. They're going to remember me. It's like, wait, wait does she just... <laughs> like, they know who you are. They they torment you constantly. And it's just strange. The relationship between Carrie and her mother, oddly loving up until the very end. Really? Like, um, there's... They sing a bunch of songs together. <laughs> very oddly. And there's a bunch of, like, biblical illusions but like she her mom sings about oh i just want carrie to be safe and happy the way they handle carrie's powers obviously uh in a stage production they don't have the most special effects but i was expecting during the big finale at least i don't know maybe some wire work some uh basic just lifting people yeah. sure no um oh. it's uh there's the 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 prom scene is Carrie runs off stage and uh people run out on stage do balletic um dance moves and then fall over and then they get up and run off stage what? and then it's what? like oh i guess uh that represents them dying I suppose huh. there's wow. I I have so much I can I could do an entire episode <laughs> about this I, musical, and I, so I'm kind of rushing through it well, all. I kind of don't. I mean, obviously, yes, share more, but I don't. I'm just gonna cover my ears because I want to watch it. You have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We you need to send, send us the link. Oh, to there's yeah. there's a song when they're setting up for the prom, uh, where <laughs> where Billy and Chris. Had, these are the actual lyrics, I believe. Mr. Hunty had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. On that farm, we killed a pig, E-I-E-I, E-I-E-I, E-I-E-I-O. Um, I, I almost stopped watching that. That's amazing. But I will send you the exact link. Uh, to oh, the version wow. I watched because the best part of the entire thing. It, it, it is the culmination of the prom. Carrie has been voted prom queen and it's leading and the music is building and she walks up onto the tiny stage on the stage 
and you're waiting for the the blood and the music's building and the music's building and you're waiting for the blood to drop and then the music cuts off and the actress playing Carrie looks out into the audience and goes, so am I standing in the right place? And you hear the director off stage go, yeah, it's just about there, just a second. And then two people in uh, street clothes walk up on the stage and start looking around. I think the version I got might have been an invited dress rehearsal. Oh, man. <laughs> oh! Because at the most dramatic part, the part the entire play is leading up to, they completely stop and wander around for a while, destroying uh. all tension. <laughs> and I laughed forever. <laughs> Oh, God, and that then sounds awesome. they're like, okay, pick it up from this part. And Carrie walks up on the stage, and she's standing, and the music's building, and the music cuts out, and the blood pours all over her. And then there's silence. And then Carrie looks out into the audience and goes, uh, so the blood's all in my eyes. I can't really see. What do you want me to do for this part? <laughs> it... <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're going to see Carrie the Musical, try your best to get in to uh, the invited dress where they're just working out all the bugs. You know? Oh my god, That's that amazing. sounds so uh, awesome. I, I feel uh, because of that, I cannot give Carrie the Musical a proper rating. I feel I like will it say, just did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, I'll give five out of five to whatever Seattle theater troupe that happened to be good job you did your best with what you were working with yeah that sounds intense oh, and boy. so absurd <laughs> oh that's yeah so we experienced we digested a lot of content yeah for this episode yeah. and i'm very very excited that we did and really ran the gambit of carrie excuse me what ran what? the gambit yeah ran the gamut is it gambit? It's ran, ran the gamut. <laughs> is that phrase? You guys, it's Gam oh. Gambit from the X Men. Yeah, yeah, no, we ran Gambit. Jesus I Christ! Watched, I watched all of it <laughs> in a Cajun accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you guys? Don't you guys watch everything in a? <laughs> She's burning down the prom, Mona me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh we ran the gamut oh. on Carrie. Yeah. We really yes. did. Uh, I'm, just, no, I'm going back to Gambit. I, you stick with that. From now on, we're running the gambit on things. All um, right. So now that we've uh, we've covered that, uh, one last time around the table, any final thoughts on Carrie as a whole before we put this to bed? CM? I love it. It's so much fun. If you haven't read it or watched any of the movies then we've ruined it go, for you because you've listened to this yeah episode. why are you here but no just do one or both yeah it's all amazing it's fun ben i'm gonna go ahead and revise my score from last uh episode and give it a solid four <laughs> nice. nice there all you right. go i think i was a little harsh it's, it's <laughs> a really good book uh yeah it's great perfect and i would say that after going through all of this material, it made me appreciate the the movies because I'm more of a movie person mm -hmm. myself. That uh, I enjoyed them so much more after reading the book, which you always do. But it's such a simple, short story mm -hmm. that has 
so much character about it. And you don't often get something that short and concise with that much character and emotion and uh, people, characters you'll remember. I'm gonna, I'm going to remember how I felt about a lot of these characters and the the charming, funny things they did, that kind of stuff. So they they feel like more or less very real characters. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend um, running the gambit That's... on all of the Carrie material. <laughs> heard that, heard that first here, folks. <laughs> Carrie, charming and funny. <laughs> Josh Khan. <laughs> Put that on the back of the book. Oh, yeah, and erotic. If and you watch yes, the movie. if you watch the original, <laughs> it's very erotic at the start of it. <laughs> uh, so now it's time to get to our next book. So if you uh, want to join us uh, with our next episode, we are picking up with our next Stephen King book. CM, would you like to do the honors? Yes, thank you. We are going to read Joyland, and we chose this because it's a newer book, and since Carrie was the first and it's older, we thought it would be nice to kind of jump around a little Mm -hmm. bit rather than just going, you know, in chronological order. Mm -hmm. This book was published in 2013. Again, it's called Joyland. We are going to be reading to page 139 the bottom of the page before it begins a new section (laughs) there's a little heart there you guys will see and this is an interesting pick because it is stephen king's first attempt at a hard case crime novel Mm. and i don't want to say much more because i have so much i want to say because i've started reading it yes um so i would like josh if you wouldn't mind just sharing how we're going to pick our books in the future Sure. Yeah. Uh, So going forward, uh, we would like any of you who are listening, go ahead and email us at uh, dairypublicradio at gmail.com. You can send in uh, suggestions for books that you would like us to read. Uh, And until we get a good number of those between the three of us, myself, Ben and CM, we're going to each after a book, write down a book we want to do, throw it in a hat, randomly draw. And so we are going to let fate decide between us until you listeners take it out of our hands Mm -hmm. so if you want to leave us to our own fate you can do that but we highly encourage you if there's something you want to hear us talk about hear us explore please uh send us an email let us know that you'd like us to do this uh this favorite stephen king book of yours and if we choose your book we'll even give you a shout out it'll be good times if you could just make sure it has chapters we would appreciate it yeah (laughs) fucking chapters man we lucked out with carrie having a part one and part Mm -hmm. two and part two being like almost exactly halfway. I started reading this and I was like, what chapter are we going to? Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and for you Kindle readers, that is 43% into the book. <laughs> because I read on Kindle, so I made CM go through and I was like, I need you to find the halfway point because CM's the only person who's read it between all three of us. I hadn't even heard of this Yeah. Book. All right. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. Can't wait to share it with you guys. Yeah. Cool. I just wanted to take a quick minute to say thank you to everyone who has gotten in on the ground floor of our new podcast. Um, The reaction we have gotten from you guys has been overwhelming, and we cannot thank you enough. But I do want to thank a few of our uh, early super fans who have uh, reached out to us and we want to give a quick shout out to Bryant Burnett, our number one super fan. Hey, Bryant, thanks for listening. Philip Thiessen, Ashley King, my new best friend. Let's talk about it sometime. Colleen O'Rourke Williams, Rob Page, Moody Judy on Twitter, our uh, Twitter street team. Thanks, Moody. 
it probably would have made more sense to call you Judy. Uh, and then our Reddit fans, Layop92, IW Reds, Treppy13, Matt Steele, Guilty as Sin, and Badass Sasquatch, the YouTube guy. Hope you enjoyed it, man. All right. Thanks, everyone. We cannot thank you enough, and hope you enjoy our next episode. Thanks for listening to Dairy Public Radio. This is Benjamin Graham. CM Alexander. Joshua Khan. Long days and pleasant nights. Hey everyone, CM Alexander here. We had a lot of fun watching and talking about the Carrie movies. We would love to know which movie you prefer. So leave a comment with the name of your favorite Carrie movie on our Facebook or Instagram at Dairy Public Radio or Twitter at Dairy Public. If you're enjoying Dairy Public Radio, please help us out by subscribing and giving us a five-star review. It helps other people find us. As always, you can send your questions or comments to our Gmail, dairypublicradio at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us for our next episode by reading to page 139 of Joyland, or if you're on Kindle, that's location 1867. Some of you may already be familiar with Joyland, in which case, read it again! Who's buying a book and only reading it once? Thanks for listening, and good night, readers.